Hi, welcome to Gospel Hit, 10-minute presentations from the Bible. Today's presentation is from the series Living Your Best Life by Pastor Jonathan Holder, the best-selling author taken from Mark 1 verse 19 and 20. Let's go for a Gospel Hit. They found her lying face down on the bedroom floor, wearing only a woolen cardigan. She had been dead for about a week and around her lay the detritus of her increasingly marginal existence in the previous weeks and months. Dozens of empty mineral water bottles and wrappers of the large chocolate bars that had become her chief source of sustenance. Amid the squalor, her sole tangible financial assets were a single euro coin and a five dollar note. That's taken from an article in the independent newspaper about four or five years ago now. An article about a lady who, based on how they found her dead, would have been pretty unremarkable. Maybe one of the most remarkable things about her death was that she was only 36. But that wasn't why her death was so remarkable. That wasn't why the Independent devoted a whole article to talk about this woman and what she had meant. You may never have heard of her, but her name was Marsha Mishan. And Marsha Mishan was a best-selling author. An author who people had read her first book and felt that she had so much to offer the world, so much to give, so many new things to write, and they found her exactly how I described. In fact, the last contact she had had with anybody had been 18 days earlier. She had sent a text to her landlord saying that she couldn't deal with the tenancy stuff at the moment because she was vomiting blood. They had texted back asking her if she had seen a doctor and offering to help and they'd got no response. So after all this time, 18 days later, her letting agent had gone to the house and that's exactly how she found this best-selling author. Imagine what you would do if you were a best-selling author. I mean, there may be various ways you might die, but you probably wouldn't die alone, unremembered, with nobody around you. But that's exactly how she died. And the funny thing about the article is the article didn't really focus on the fact that she was a best-selling author or that she had all these things. The point the article kept trying to get across or the, or the thing that it wanted to get to was how could somebody who was so successful end up so alone? How does someone end up so isolated? In fact, when they talked to friends and people who knew her, they described her as the life of the party, somebody who always had energy, someone who was up for anything. In fact, when she got married, she met the guy that she was going to marry, and within three weeks, they had decided to get married. They uh, had a great marriage for a while, but what had happened is that she had come from Iran and, and lived in the US, and then because of some issues in terms of her visa and getting her stay, she wasn't allowed permanent stay, so she had to travel around. And eventually, it, took, it was too much of a strain on her relationship, and she found herself getting divorced. But she was still a best-selling author, somebody who people wanted to come and speak to, somebody who had something to say to the world, yet she died completely alone. Isolation is a serious issue. It's something that all of us feel probably on some level. Like for some of us, we can be in the middle of a crowd and feel isolated. For some of us, our isolation is very physical, that there aren't people there for us to talk to or be with. 
and life can feel lonely and extremely hard. Isolation or loneliness can affect our mental health, make us feel like we're not worth anything, that people wouldn't want to spend time with us anyway. It can affect and ruin our lives, but there are so many people who are experiencing it. So many people who suffer in that area. So many people who feel lonely in a world that's populated with over six billion people. The thing is though, the gospel has something to say about that too. Mark chapter one, verses 19 and 20. It's, it's halfway through a story of Jesus calling his first disciples. They were fishermen and he's called his first two, Simon, Peter and his brother Andrew. And in verse 19 and 20, it says this. As he went a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in the boats mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Jesus calls his disciples in twos. He calls them to follow him, but he also calls them to be part of a community. It's interesting because in this world of isolation and loneliness, in this place where we can find ourselves feeling so alone, sometimes even within church and friendship groups, when Jesus called, when he originally asked people to, be, to, to come and follow him, to be part of his community, he called them together. He didn't call them one by one and say, it's, it's me and you just a personal relationship. But Jesus calls all of his disciples and it's fine if they get on with Jesus. But the issue is that, is that Jesus is never by himself. They have to learn to get on with some other people too. And as frustrating and as annoying as people can be, we need other people. We need to be in community. We need to have people by our side and people at our backs and people who when they see us can tell that there's something wrong and we actually genuinely want to know what's going on, how they can support us, what they can do for us. Because community is vital to life. Marsha Mishan died alone, but she probably wouldn't have if she was better connected. If she had people who were checking up on her, if she had somebody who was maybe there when she was vomiting blood to say, look, we need to get you to a doctor. You've got to go and see somebody about this. Community can literally save your life. And that's what Jesus calls you to. He calls you to follow him, but he calls you to do it in community because he recognizes and knows that, as he said in the beginning, really, it is not good for man to be alone. That's not a text about marriage, that's a text about life. Because when we are alone, we die. We need that community, we need to have people around us. And what Jesus does is that he calls us to be part of community. He calls us to follow him, but he doesn't call us to follow him alone. He calls us to follow him together. Because the other truth of the matter is, following Jesus isn't easy. It's not something that you can just do and feel comfortable and strong and by yourself. Sometimes you need someone else there to help you keep going. Sometimes you need someone else there to help you make sense of certain situations. Sometimes you just need someone else to be there. And God knows that. That's why he calls you into community and he calls you into his church. Because that's what the church is. Well, that's what the church should be. 
a community of people helping each other to follow Jesus together. A community of people helping each other to stay alive. If you liked this presentation and have further questions or would like more information, we'd love to hear from you. Alternatively, if you'd like to begin a series of Bible studies, please feel free to contact us via our website at adventistradio.london. You can visit us on our social media platforms or you can text us on 82228. And remember to type the word hope before writing your text. We can't wait for you to join us next time for your gospel hit as we continue our series, Living Your Best Life with Pastor Jonathan Holder. the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.